When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm, I'm just going to be honest, man. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm annoyed at you. You, you lied. Sorry? You lied. Well, you lied. I'm glad you're being honest with me for once. Yeah, I'm being honest. Yeah. What did I lie about? Okay, fine. You, I didn't, I'm, I'm not annoyed that you lied, but you basically confess that you're a murderer Look, mate i had to you know that was my duty it was not your you said that you killed fish it was my god-given duty you said that you went and bit a hell of a trout off i was 15 i was young I, you know i was, oh, fi- I was feeding the people is that what you're saying court i was 15 i was young i didn't know what i was doing i'm what, so sorry in, in fish court <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah in fish court that's what's gonna happen yeah i don't know hello everyone welcome to the podcast um a very exciting podcast today because we have my boy my buddy my homie, uh, co-hosting me today, Mr. Alex Midden. Hello. Oh, oh, oh. Very he's, ill. He's been sick all week, and actually, this is the first time you came out of your house today. Uh, this is the first time I've seen people uh, for about a week, so yeah. I've kind of forgotten how to engage. You had to buy one of those, uh, what do you, are they called blow-up dolls? Is that what you had to buy on the internet? Uh, yeah. You had to buy Just one. what, to remind myself how to, to reintegrate myself <laughs> yes. into society. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had to speak to a blow-up doll for a bit. <laughs> when I first saw Jay today, I tried to kiss him. Oh, sorry. I'd forgotten social norms. <laughs> have you seen, have you seen that robot which is like totally like lifelike, the most lifelike robot? Yeah, I have. <laughs> did you what, you, Ma- Martha? I think you did, you How went, do you know Martha? You just went, you went, yeah. <laughs> you did, I know. You went, I thought you went, yeah, I have. You went, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would like a chicken, yeah. <laughs> what? what? Uh oh, we've lost the plot. Yes, we have Mitty on the podcast. It's so exciting. Um, and also, more exciting, our guest today, Tom Kerridge. Now, Tom Kerridge is a world renowned chef. He is just a lovely human being, really lovely guy. Beautiful, lovely man. And now, the uh, the fourth. Most famous man from Gloucester. Uh, third most famous. Is it Gloucester? It was Gloucester. Gloucester, yeah. Yeah, he, uh, first uh, most famous person is Fred West. Uh, then second was Fred West's wife. Uh, no, but you're obviously in there too now. So oh, I mean, yeah. it depends whether... I'm more... Do you know what, Tom? You'll probably be listening to this. Yeah, I didn't want to say it. I am more famous than you in Gloucester. 
<laughs> big name in Gloucester. Yeah, big when name. When Jamie goes to Gloucester, ho ho. Oh, yeah, yeah, ho ho. They all come out. All the owls come out. Ho <laughs> They all come out ho-ho. with baseball bats. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of my town. Get out of here. It's Please, that, I just want to be accepted. Like it's that little Garrett. prick from the big estate. <laughs> let's let's lynch him. <laughs> let's get him. Let's get him. <laughs> Tom's running after you, lobbing oh, potatoes. God, Tom. Tom is a great guy. He has a book out at the moment, which is an amazing book about being fit, being healthy. He's just a awesome human he has amazing pubs he has a pub called the coach which is a michelin star he has the hand of flowers which is also michelin stars um he has a restaurant in london the crit in the Corinthia, lovely restaurant he has one in manchester as well you can follow him on instagram he just is a hero really liked him man do you mm, think he liked me, me? uh i think i think i think he just you know he did his time it's like a prison sentence what are you talking about it's like a, well you know he, he did he his was, time with me he was here to promote his book and he had to put up with you i guess oh, damn it uh, hey, listen, if you'd like to follow us on Instagram, please do, at Private Podcast. Also, go and live, go and live with Mitt. <laughs> go and give Mitt a little follow. Go Alex Mitt. Go and live with him. Uh, go and follow him on Instagram too, Alex Mitten. Also, if you want to send us some posts, some lovely little letters, and we love reading them out, send it to uh, 164 to 180 Union Street, the print rooms, S-E-1-O-L-H. We'd love that. Hey, Mitty, why don't you intro this cool human on the podcast? Give it a go. Hey, everybody. What's up? It's me, Alex Midden, and this is Private Parts. And coming up later, we've got Tom. Don't say later; they're going to like Carriage. switch off. It's like it literally just say like coming up, coming up in just coming, a, coming up in just a jiffy, just a jiffy, just a tick, just a. Oh we got Tom Carriage, the king of all things <sighs> Look, food. You just ruined it. Just I tried my best. Hey, 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 give me a break. Roll, ro- roll the tape. Ro- roll the tape. Roll the tape. <laughs> Not in the nineties. Has anyone got roll the tape? <laughs> roll, roll the podcast. So I know I've said this before, right? I've said this before, but I so I I drank four Red Bulls last night. I'm not drinking at the moment, so I drank four Red Bulls last night. And boy, oh boy, when you drink Red Bulls, you just don't feel normal. You don't. I don't know why. I don't know if that's better for you. I think that's probably worse. Do you think it's worse for you? Yeah. Why? Why is it worse? There was for that, you? that athlete that was sponsored by Red Bull, and he died. I can't remember why, but they they exhumed his body. And apparently he's in... Wait, on, they exhumed it? They, they, well, they... Um, <laughs> Examined it? They, I don't know what... They exhumed, I think you can say. Exhumed is when you dig it out okay. from the ground. Okay, well, they, uh, they might have done that. How do you know that, that so well? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, everyone. I mean, Soon, <laughs> just want to get this straight. Exhumed is when you dig a body up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, listen, I'm the second most famous person to come from Gloucester. The first one's Fred West. I mean... <laughs> what, what do you do with it once you've dug it up? <laughs> listen, I'm not joking. <laughs> I love it. You're less famous than Fred West. <laughs> Shit, you have to go around and kill a actually, lot of people. Actually, I mean, so I did. Uh, so I had that conversation with some mates every day, and they said, you're, "Actually, you're probably the third because Rosemary is actually like there's Fred, then Rosemary, then me." So it's, it's kind of like I, I'm quite happy with that. Third place behind two mass murderers is fine. I reckon no. If you're if you're totally, if I was in that conversation, you were having an argument about why you weren't more famous than Fred West. <laughs> yeah. You're like, listen, boys, I'm way more fucking famous than him. <laughs> it was it was actually it was a bunch of chefs talking about where we come from and who's more known from where we are. And most of the most of the other guys, it, it was po- it was like Premier League footballers that were way above them. And I like I, I you know I kind of trumped them with murderers. Well, you, I mean, well, you know what you got to do then, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> Become a yeah. Premier League footballer. Well, <laughs> That would probably be preferable to, to murder, yeah. But. Suddenly you start going eating at Tom's restaurants and it's dropping like flies. 
<laughs> Hello everyone, welcome to Private Parts Podcast. This is where we read the most intimate and sort of details of our lives in the studio today. Tom Carriage! <laughs> Hello! <laughs> Third most famous person in Gloucester. <laughs> Do you know what that said? So I was actually listening to a podcast the other day, the Fred West tapes. That really? Could, yeah, that guy was... Funky. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that like, seemed like it annoyed you a little bit, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were actually listening to it. The whole, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm, I mean, it's yeah. It's not. It's, it's, it's not, not a good thing. It's right? no, no. It's not a good thing. The no. thing is, the, these guys are becoming the, the the stars now. Like, there's so much true crime. It's like everyone loves true crime, don't they? They're obsessed with it. Anyway, on that little light note, after that, but hey, Tom. By the way, you and I have something very. Uh, we have something in common. What's that? We have a lot of things in common. Firstly, um, I'm. My, I'm, I'm a good cook. That's the first thing. Okay, okay, that's yeah. good. That's good. Okay, that's the first thing. Second thing is, uh, we are both live around Gloucester. Okay. Yeah. That's the well, thing. I mean, I, d- I moved from there, but I, d- I lived there a long time. I grew up there. Yeah, I grew up near there. I grew up in the Cotswolds, which is not far from Gloucester. No, yeah, that's very true. <laughs> yeah. that's, uh, the third thing is, is that you were a child star. Yeah, yeah, kind of, well, not really a star. I did acting stuff when I was a kid yeah but I never I never made it to stardom I wasn't Macaulay Culkin were you not no probably no, probably a good thing I mean he, <laughs> yeah, yeah. he didn't turn out too good yeah, yeah wait hang on so hang, so what what did you act in as a, as a child so I ended up um it's quite weird really like I, I left school I didn't do very well at school I dosed about quite a lot um and I left, between the ages of 16 and I suppose 18 my, like my mum calls them my dos years I didn't really do much I just I was supposed to be on a YTS scheme you guys are too young to know what's what a YTS scheme a youth training scheme so it's the bit in between when you leave school at 16 you don't go into higher education but you can't claim benefit so you have to go on a youth training scheme so if you if you've not got a job and you do it and it was about 27 pound 50 a week you got paid to do like oh, is that it yeah yeah I mean, this is a long time ago bear in mind right so this is 1988 89 right so just that's just to quickly let all the li- that's the year i was born so <laughs> just to let all the listeners know that. okay fa- thanks <laughs> thanks for that Cheers. so <laughs> So, <laughs> so the year you were born, yeah, I yeah. left school, mm-hmm. and I was I had to, you know. So I did. I didn't really do much. I dosed about, and so my mum sent me to a youth theatre with one of my best mates, and it was quite good fun. Like I really, I, I quite enjoyed it, you know. So we was I was hanging about doing stuff in a. It was actually in Cheltenham, so it was a, there was a lot of girls from Cheltenham's Ladies College that would mm-hmm. go to it, and you know there was a couple of kids from an estate in Gloucester. All of a sudden, like for me, I went to an all boys comprehensive comprehensive school in the middle of three estates. So go into a so you suddenly saw girls and you yeah, looked like it was yeah. a, it was amazing it was, like it was amazing what you exist yeah exactly exactly and also but girls that go to like Cheltenham's Ladies College are also like they're quite interested in like boys from like yeah, an yeah, estate yeah, in Gloucester yeah. it was kind of like this worked for me that's it was great. Great. did you, you know play what? up to it yeah. 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 just start punching people that's, yeah. that's, yeah. that's why no wonder this is why it was. I used to hang out with all the posh schools and I came from posh schools no wonder I didn't get laid that's that what was. it was yeah, that is knew it I mean, I'll just point out that the estate that I grew up is very probably distant to the estate that you grew up. Yours probably had deers on it. Mine had burnt out parked cars. <laughs> like, they're very, very different estates. <laughs> <laughs> I just got to point that out. <laughs> I, <laughs> love, I, love, I love the fact I try to compare Gloucester to the Cotswolds. <laughs> <laughs> but so, yeah, so I went and an agent came and said, Would you like to be in on a books? And I was like, Well, yeah, well, I mean, all right. I say yes to that. Well, I mean, I'm not doing anything else. And then before, like two weeks after that, I was filming a Christmas special in Miss Marple. I was doing. Um, 
I played a school bully in a couple of um, things on um, for kids TV. I played um, the, basically the last thing that I did was London's Burning. I don't know if you remember London's Burning. I remember or, that? Uh, yeah, yeah, London's Burning. But like and the credits go up at the end. The, the, the title was Thug One. That was official. That was my, Thug One. Tom Kerridge. So <laughs> at least you were number of, one. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was the fur yeah. in the Thug One in the episode. Fred of West Burning. was number two. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but it was so it, so it ended up yeah, it was kind of good fun but it wasn't really my thing I de- like it I, it wasn't I wasn't put on this planet to be an actor that's for certain yeah but I feel like I feel like you you're like creative right you're super creative because you're you're you, you're a chef you do different things so you, so you have to be creative so that side must have brought out your creative side right actually no I think it's a confidence thing I think that's the thing of being confident and comfortable in front of people and in your own skin and being able to stand up in a room mm. and say stuff even if it's lines or whatever it is like it wasn't really the job of acting I was just comfortable around people comfortable to say stuff so that was fine and then a creativity point of view like I mean it's funny I've had this conversation quite a few times so my my wife's an artist so you know she is incredibly artistic she's she's outstanding world-renowned you know global artist I'm a bloke that cooks yeah I know (laughs) yeah Yeah, but I'm a bloke that cooks do you know what I mean so we we have this conversation I am not artistic and I don't some chefs are but most of us it's a trade and it's a job and you learn building blocks it's a bit like you know building blocks of flavor you learn texture and 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 seasonings you know salt spice acidity levels um you learn about the protein you learn about carbohydrate you learn about what to bring in a balanced meal that isn't about there's there's an art to it as well though isn't it i think there's like a natural sort of yeah i mean i guess some chefs yeah some chefs are incredibly creative and artistic other chefs like myself work on on, if you're going to make chips, they've got to be really crunchy on the outside, soft and fluffy in the middle. So it's more That's of a science. Not, it's a, yeah. Yeah, it's a, well, yeah, it's a process of building and mm. understanding. Why just build like houses just with food on plates? That is so interesting. Firstly, just on that chip, so I, I honestly, people should be exiled when they make chips which aren't crispy. It's I just don't. It's the most frustrating thing in the world. If you go to a restaurant or, or, or anywhere and they serve you those chips that aren't like crispy, I always say, can you please cook them up. like three times it's a lot harder than you think to be honest. like it, it, this is where it does come about science and it might this might mm. be suddenly turn into be the most fucking boring podcast ever chips <laughs> right is a process and a science <laughs> the understanding of why you make chips or triple cook them is because you want to make sure that when you make chips and people just fry them once and put them on a plate and they think they're crispy then they go soft and soggy and that's because there's moisture content in the potato and it steams itself from the inside out so what you try to do when you triple cook them is you're trying to make sure that you get rid of moisture as mm. much as possible so that they can stay nice and crispy and there's a whole process that goes for it i'm not going to bore you with it but it also depends on starch levels and sugar levels honestly it could go on forever so it might not be the restaurant's fault that the chip isn't crunchy it could be the potato do you know what i just found out what tom carriage is a nerd yeah <laughs> <laughs> he's a nerd yeah. you're a nerd Chip, yeah. chip nerd. Yeah, you didn't. You didn't. Chip leave, you, you, were, you, you were. You were. You were bullied out of school. That's yeah. why because you you're a nerd. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not me. Actually, it's the potatoes. Actually, I just want to cook the chips. I learned all of this off the king of food nerds. This I learned off Heston. I mean, there isn't more. Of a, yeah, yeah. Oh, this is, oh, there goes carriage again, getting pummeled by potatoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but this is this is this is like this is. I mean, this is where Heston Blumenthal is yeah, phenomenal yeah. and a mind. 
um, his mind of food is is just phenomenal. He's he's changed the world of food through science. So yeah, mm. he's the nerd. I've just stole that bit. I don't know anything else. I only know that bit. That's, <laughs> that's like the blag bit when you've copied somebody else's homework and you've just changed written. a few words. Yeah, yeah changed yeah, a few yeah. words. I've just nicked Heston's homework. That that is the worst when you get caught up for doing that. You say things like um, when I talk about sweets, right? I'll say things like oh. So if someone say to me, oh, tell me something about, well, the, you know, the sweets are really different. I was actually about to give you the spiel before when we first sat down. And you, go, you know, it's about the age of the starch. And, and, they, and someone says to me, well, why? And I go, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't learned that yeah, extra yeah. bit. <laughs> oh, what was that? Sorry. Yes. Oh, shit. I have to, what? <laughs> Bye. I have to do that because you don't learn it. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. But I had no clue about that because I always, there's always that saying, which is baking is a science, cooking is an art. Yeah. But actually cooking isn't. Cooking is actually you have to learn about all the different things, what fits together, all that. So it's more scientific than you think. Yeah, it's hugely. Cooking process are very scientific in terms of temp- temperatures and, you know, to cook a medium rare steak perfectly, you want to get the middle of it to 56 degrees centigrade and how you get there. Like all of those sort of processes, they're all, they're all kind of, they are very much science-based, which is mental because I was shit at science at school. Yeah. <laughs> I was just bad. At, I was just bad in school as well. I, 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 I didn't like school, probably the same because I felt like trapped. I felt almost like I couldn't do what I want to do but how did this world of food open up to you how do you get into this world of restaurants and food and all those different things I needed money so basically I went into a kitchen looking for a job washing up and I walked in through the back door and just fell in love with the space the energy that kitchens have the the vibrancy the banter the naughty boys that are in it like kitchens are full of the best way of describing a kitchen is like it's a pirate ship and it's a pirate ship that's being steered by a captain and they're going in a direction and it has purpose but everybody that's in it is it's such an eclectic mix of backgrounds of people some uneducated some with you know one of my head chefs has got a degree in forensic science you know there's guys that are there the, you are the, again yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah but you like him yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, let's talk. Uh, do you know what he's brilliant like he's really good like he is a phenomenal cook but the team of people are from all sorts of different backgrounds backgrounds, cultures, uh, countries, just all sorts of places. And you all end up in this space where there's this amazing energy trying to cook food for great customers.
customers. And there's a fine line between it being um, a great place to work and the adrenaline buzzes that you get from service and, and creating stuff, dishes that taste really nice and looking at classic food and how you build it together. And just, it's a really exciting and amazing place to be. Also, it's incredibly hard work. And the best thing about it, the other great thing is social life. Mm. Like people talk about being in the hospitality industry and saying that social life. I thought life there was no social life. I thought mate, that was. It's the best social life. Is it actually? 100%. It's just different to everyone else's. When everyone else goes out on a Friday and Saturday night and they think, oh, yeah, this is actually your social life is very different. It's just in different spaces and it's at different times. But you know all the best bars. You know all the best barmen, all, all the great sommeliers, all the greatest restaurants because you're all in that industry together. So you get into places, you go and see things, you witness and, and are part of this really late, late knife late night super energetic life that is is incredible shit well, that's the thing have you ever worked have you ever worked in I, I have actually yeah where, 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 I, at age 15 i worked in a kitchen we isn't that underage uh no age 16 no i think i was actually, i think i was actually 15 no i, I think i was 15 i heard a bus reverse in there <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 yeah um and so there was a, there's a pub opposite uh, where i live in the countryside and we've been there we we, we, we were very rowdy in there once yeah we, you're banned actually i'm not banned barred, for barred for life um and we used to there was a dish there that was trout and we used to have to go and catch the trout in the ponds and i'd have to batter it over the head <laughs> yeah with with uh with like uh with a rolling pin it was horrendous <laughs> <What>? <laughs> was, did you have to do that I, I i did it once and then they could see that i was a bit sort of like a bit pathetic you, you liked it. it a bit too much <laughs> yeah. Yeah. what's next what else yeah. no I no I, I i then resorted to just biting its head off instead it was, <laughs> it was quicker <laughs> um, yeah. weren't, we weren't you weren't catching a fish to order though were you uh yeah yeah, yeah, you catch, catch ca- fish to catch order. Catching them to order with my hands as well. You're I was like Gollum. What? <laughs> yeah, shit. Yeah, what are you talking about? Because I've been in restaurants, right? Yeah, yeah. And I've been cooking in places. And they've, and customers have complained when they've had the fish and it's taken ages to get there. And they go, why is it they, taking so fucking long? And they've gone out to catch the fish. No, no. And we actually, they would go and point at a fish that they'd wanted and you'd have to try and catch it. You're lying. I swear, I swear, I swear on my life. It's very my life. Where what? is this yeah, restaurant? Where is it's, it? It's the Duke of Cumberland. You've and do there. they still do it? No, no, it's long, long gone. Uh, this is about ten years ago. Wait, so wait, probably so, longer actually. So, no, wait, so Millie, explain this again. Ago. So, okay, little you, fifty. Firstly, let's let's break this whole story down because yeah, yeah. firstly, you're fifteen years old. How do you get? Because this is not like the eighties. It's just, this is like this is like. You, the late 90s you've got to be 15 to have the reactions to catch <laughs> to catch a trout <laughs> with your bare hands <laughs> I'm really like a bear <laughs> literally so you go you wake up one day and you think do you know what I don't like this world anymore I'm going to go make something of myself that's what you think so then you walk to the pub and you ask for a job is that what happens well I mean it's right opposite why not and so you get this job I get this job. You yeah. then you then start and again. They say you have to go. Someone wants the trout. Yeah, yeah. You have to go down to the pond and fish it out. Yeah, they would. They they'd, they'd go with you. They would select the one that they want. You try and catch it, but it's pretty hard. And the I mean, they're <laughs> never going to know by the time it's good. No. by the time you've bitten its head off and it's served on a <laughs> they plate. Ta- they they taste it. And they go. That's no that's not yeah. the one I ordered. Yeah. Get back in. There. <laughs> Are you serious? That's literally what happened. Yeah. Yeah. I the only the only job I've ever had. I tell you what, that's a USP. I might I might think of opening a restaurant like that. That sounds quite. Uh, we might bring that back. You, what, da- you know, you're looking yeah, yeah, yeah. for a job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Going but wouldn't that be impossible? If you had like a little like pond out the back with fishing, that'd be impossible to go and do. You couldn't just go and fish it. Well, out, my my you? black Labrador at the time used to run over there and jump in <laughs> jump in the pond from time to time. Probably quite unhealthy and not totally like, unhealthy. It was like a stagnant pond that you were fishing, getting fish. Occasionally, out of. there people would get pushed in as well. 
the head chef would push people in. I know what they're like. No, bullies. chefs wouldn't do that. Bloody bullies. Because <laughs> I, I cling, cling film somebody up first, put them in a pair of concrete shoes, and then throw them in. Yeah, 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 yeah right. That's, that's murder. That's where your forensic <laughs> mate comes in handy. <laughs> That's why he's been with the team for a long time. Yeah. He's very good at hiding. Buddy, it's yeah, happened yeah. again. I need you to go. <laughs> you know, it's gone a bit Fred West. Yeah. I need you to... <laughs> <laughs> gone a bit Fred West again. <laughs> Got to get out. Put him in the pizza furnace. Get him, <laughs> get him out of here. But that's actually because I, I always thought that because you always hear these things about uh, where working kitchen. It's like it's like the most stressful job. But you you're sort of saying it was like it's fun and it's great and it's a great atmosphere and it's all this. And it all is that. a mixture of both. It's incredibly stressful. It's high energy um, standards and levels. The harder the kitchen, the the more under pressure everyone's under. Like and because you there's a level. You know, for example, the hand of flowers people have booked in there sometimes a year in advance, and you can't have an off day. So that Again, level bragging. of expectation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just want to let everyone know yeah, if you want to. Yeah. Book my restaurant uh, yeah please <laughs> in advance but it takes um that pressure is quite big in the kitchen it's we know that somebody's maybe waited a long time to get here you can't have an off day it's not just like popping to the local pub that you might go there two or three times a month and you go oh it wasn't so good last time but we'll go and it's great again you know we can't do that so those levels of pressure are really high but it also is they are great places because you have there's such I mean, there's such ups and downs, peaks of like exuberant, like amazing, thank God service is over. That was mm. brilliant. The food was fantastic. But real down is when you're really, it back, like you're up against it. You're not ready for lunch and it's five to 12 mm. and it's like, and you know, you've got 72 books or whatever. Is it like those pressures then? That's when you go, I hate my life. I hate my job. I yeah, need to get out of it. But by the end of it, you go, oh my God, thank God I've got through that. It's just if you don't get through the other side, that's when it becomes really horrible. It's horrendous. And also to deal, because, uh, you know, you're, you're serving to customers and customers actually sometimes, you know, customers can't be the easiest people in the world sometimes. I, had, I, <laughs> I, worked, in a, I worked in a restaurant once. Did you? Yeah, I did. I worked in Byron Burger Restaurant. On no o- yeah, I did it. Flipping burgers. I don't know. I, that's a total you, you lie. I was flip. not flipping <laughs> burgers at all. Yeah, I did, I was not flipping burgers. But I was made front of house. I actually went in there and I got a job as front of house. I was about 18, 19 years old. I turned up. It was on Casing High Street. I wore red trousers and slicked back my hair and wore a shirt and said, hey, I'm front of house. And they went, okay, great. Well, hi. And they hired me and I lasted two weeks. And because um, there was a disaster happening where the kitchen, and, the, and the, ki- the kitchen was in the middle of the restaurant so you could see everyone cook. And the, the chef had a huge argument. And so he, he walked out. And so no one really knew what was going on. No one's food was arriving. So, so you took over. Yeah. So <laughs> Basically, so I put a cape on and saved the day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but everyone was asking me. They kept saying, Where, where's our food? Where's our? And I didn't know what to do because I wasn't experienced. And one table said, come here, come here. And said, we have been sitting here for half an hour. Where the hell is our food? And I just looked at them and walked off because I didn't know what else to do because I was freaking out. So. <laughs> trying, to find, trying to find a trout pond somewhere. <laughs> Hang on a second. I can solve this. <laughs> but it is, it's really intense. And I suppose you must have had every, every single... Every single sort of experience that customers have, you must have experienced it. Someone doing this, someone doing that, all those different things. And you said the the pressure of that being in the kitchen, that's where the pressure comes from. And I, I read this thing um, that you said you never, you don't see yourself as a Michelin starred chef. Do you, do you sort of, isn't that right? Or you don't, you don't consider yourself. That's the way you... Uh, that's, uh, to be honest, that's very. That's a quite. You know, I mean, you find that on the internet, like so. No, that's I didn't. Some, yeah, <laughs> didn't go. I did not go on your Wikipedia. Page. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, Wikipedia. That's very true. Everything on there is very true. You just see However, what I've written on there now. Yeah, yeah. he thinks he's like Fred West. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like so, that is a sentence or a phrase that you, when we first won a mission start at Hand of Flowers, which is yeah. ne- nearly fifteen years, fourteen and a half years ago, and you go. 
and it was because it was a pub and those, those boundaries i mean there was only a few pubs then at that point with mission stars and it was great because all of a sudden that perception that mission star restaurants are about the customer perception but not the mission guide but it is about having french wine waiters and uh, tablecloths and that whole actually we'd taken everything away from that and we just yeah. did start a main dessert a la carte meal where you could just come and have a shin of beef and a portion of chips or whatever but it was done to a standard that it won mission style so that was a phrase of saying that actually the mission for me mission is has completely changed um in terms of people's perception of it because you can get great mission star spanish restaurants now here in totally yeah, yeah, you yeah just turn up and there's no bookings there's no like you just it just because it's a lot but the standard of food is very very high so yeah that was a phrase where i'm not the same um i'm not of that fine dining ilk god i totally knew i know you mean but also you that I, I totally get it what you were saying is that michelin star was, was back then perceived as a certain yeah. thing and that you got but that's been incredibly innovative right you're you're changing the industry in a sense where you're saying it doesn't actually have to be about white tablecloths and people picking spoons off the floor and putting it in the right place and all those kind of things it's actually just down to what the the, the experience and what the food gives and all those different things 100 percent, and that's where that british pub movement has been fantastic because pubs have, have broken down that boundary we now when i first started cooking like when you were born right when i first when i first started cooking british food team was seen across the world as really poor as really rubbish not like awful like a joke but now if we go to a pub now yeah. you expect the food to be quite good you expect to be able to have you know a nice burger and a portion of chips not something just straight from the freezer thrown in a fryer and t- like our expectation <clears throat> as general public now is much higher you know and even I know we're laughing about the trout thing, right? However, but that, <laughs> that's that's I'm not <laughs> laughing. Yeah, but, I, but I like it. I like it. The, the idea of going. Do you know what? Someone someone's taking something fresh, cooking it to order, serving it. You know, all that whole process. That's something that's using great great quality produce cooked yeah, freshly. Yeah. The idea of that is 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 great. It's fantastic. The idea of that. So that British pub scene has massively changed and broken down boundaries. And now the, that's why the food scene in, in the UK is really good and is recognised worldwide. It might be slightly harder to do that with chicken. If you picked out your chicken, <laughs> I can I can I can kill a chicken. No, I, can I reckon that. you could just go and kill a pig. I reckon. No, I, I don't really. I'm not. I can't really do that shit. <laughs> well, have you tried? Like, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm not. I I'm actually not really. I went to when I was about. Um, must have been about 13 years old. We were asked to go on this South Africa trip. So we went to this, on the South Africa trip. We were asked to go. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I was asked to go. It was on the summer holidays and we went there. It was with my school and it was really fun. They took us They took us to like a safari park where you were able to shoot um, an impala or a springbuck. And I was like, okay, fine. And we're 13 years old. We're like, okay, we got given these rifles. And we were able to shoot one. And firstly, when I shot it, I shot this impala and I, remember, I, I can see it now i shot it firstly the, the, the telescope hit my eye so i got the, the, the recall, telescope the telescope the telescope into my face and gave me a black eye i think i shot this impala and i just felt immediate like dread i was like why have i done this i just got to point out right at the beginning of this you said we got quite a lot in common yeah my school trips were very fucking different <laughs> to going to south africa Tom. and shooting impalas mine was going to the swindon oasis outdoor Fuck. pool I mean, that was my school trip. Like the closest we got was West Midlands Safari Park, right? And that's where you go. What, and were, like, you, what were you shooting there? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, that, and we are so far away. <laughs> no, we're not. Um, hey, Don, what we like to do in the podcast is uh, have a question of the week. So, uh, Mitt, uh, do you have us a question of the week? I do. Uh, it's slightly food related. Yeah. Um, so, when do we think cheese? 
was first invented? When did we think cheese was oh, first yeah. invented? Tom, as our guest, you get to go first, and I'll probably copy your answer. I will probably... I'll go very, very early doors. Same, thinking the exact God we're like. Yeah. I'm going to go... Let's do it together. Ready? One, two, three... A what? Yeah, I was gonna. Oh, oh, yeah, okay. I was gonna go AD, okay. but I was gonna go something like eight. No, he was gonna I, say eighteen hundred. <laughs> oh really? I was gonna go like five five hundred AD, something like that. Something I was really gonna go eighteen hundred. I was gonna go eighteen hundred twenty-six. Eighteen twenty-six. Yeah, yeah. So you you think it's that far back? Yeah, I think it's that far back. I think um, I mean, come on, people have people have had cattle with milk for for. For well, century, thousands of years, you know, mm. I, like okay, a right. long, long time, a long, long time ago. Yeah, 500 AD, something like that. Okay, well, shit, I think I can't change my. Have you actually got the real answer, or are you I've... just okay? You've got the real oh, answer. Oh, it's up there. Oh, it's oh, yeah. 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 A lot yeah. is going on up there, and yeah. he has the answer yeah. out there. All right, uh, I said 1826. I think I've lost that. Tom, you said 500, oh, 500, 500 AD. AD. How do you uh, tempt a bear with cheese, Tom? Do you, do you <laughs> no, I don't know this one. How do you tempt a bear? How do you tempt a bear with down from a tree? I think. Yeah, down from a tree. Come on, bear. <laughs> Shall I think if we just lost half of our listeners there, I'm really sorry about that. Right, uh, Tom, I'm going to read you a part of my diary as well, which is very lovely. Sit back, relax, okay. and just have a lovely time. I will do. Here we go. Tuesday. I have many skills. Throwing the javelin over 50 meters, holding my breath over two minutes while in a sunbed, and the big one. Booking a theory test more than 55 times. Come to think of it, these are more records than skills, but you can see my point. I'm basically multi-talented. Now, I would also consider myself a decent cook. There is a rumour that my scrambled eggs are the best in the world, but I couldn't possibly judge that myself. However, what I have worked out is my baking isn't that good. They do say cooking is an art and baking is a science. I'm certainly more of an artist. I did the Great British Bake Off once, and there, that's where I found out that my baking skills were not up scratch. I firstly couldn't understand what a Maringe Tower was. Reading it, I, f I looked back and I think I was in the exam hall, but I discovered quickly that it was a meringue tower. When we were baking biscuits, I thought they had made a mistake. It said TBS, meaning tablespoon, and I thought TPS was a spelling mistake. Fools, I thought. Turns out they were right. One is tablespoon and one is teaspoon. And if you get those wrong, then you really fuck up the biscuits. Basically, what I'm saying is, Tom, I respect you massively. Ah, oh, sweet thanks, little end mate. to it. No worries, buddy. It's hard. I tell you what, baking is really quite hard. Baking is, it is very difficult. It's really difficult, which I thought it was going to be like an easy thing to do, but it's not that easy. No, it is. And it is, like you say, it is like a science. It's about the process and the understanding. The recipes have to be exact. There's no freestyling. But that's baking. bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's bullshit. You can't, like, it's not fun. Like, you can't. <laughs> I thought with baking, you just go, ah, a little bit. You know, if you watch any Disney film, they go, oh, da, 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 boop, 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 and they just chuck anything in there. They're not following any direction. And I thought that's what it was like. They're cartoons. Hey, oh God, ruin. ruin. <laughs> Finish the podcast. Yeah. That's it. We're done. Jesus <laughs> God. Started with Fred West, and now we're just cartoons. Now we're on Disney oh, cartoons. Jesus. I, I, the question: Why do you hold your breath in the uh, in the sunbed? Don't know. I just did it once, and it was over. Two what minutes. was that about? Well, I just did. I thought. I thought. I wonder how long I could. I saw. Basically, I saw a David Blaine, and apparently, if you exhale, if you go. And you hyperventilate, and exhale out all the the CO two from your body. You actually hold your breath longer, and I did it, and you hold your breath for under whilst tanning. Whilst tanning, you have to do it while tanning. Yeah. I, anyway, what I'm saying, don't use sunbeds and don't hold your breath for. Does it coincide with something else you do in the sunbed? Does it? <laughs> what else do I do in the sunbed? Can't talk about it here. But. <laughs>
<laughs> right, Tom, that's the end of part one, but you're going to stick around for part two? I am, yeah. Oh, can't wait. See you in part two, people! Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.